We want to build a mother spiritually yeah. And even physically So watch your business journey With the Meal Mom Podcast Hey ladies and welcome back to the Millennial Mompreneur Podcast It's your girl, Elena in Motion Jamika the Plug And Jessica Pondered Thought And y'all, we are back with another episode on this Meal Mom Monday So this topic for this week is getting to the bag, but keeping family first, creating systems that work. And y'all, we brought in the perfect person to speak to this topic today. And that person is Miss Tatum Tamia. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? (laughs) Good. How are you today? I'm doing great. Like I was telling you guys before, it feels good to be on the other side of the interview. So I'm excited. I'm always happy when I get to be the one answering the questions as opposed to asking them. I know, girl. And like, it's so crazy. So a little bit of backstory about how I found out about Tatum. Um, (laughs) A couple of years ago, she was actually, you were actually Tatum, the first person that I ever listened to for a podcast. And the first thing I remember listening, I was like, oh my God, this girl got a Maryland accent. She from, I was like, I was like, I automatically knew she was from the DMV. I was like, okay, what's she talking about? And I was like, from there, it was just like, everything that you were talking about was like, yes, this is what I need because I was a new mother, um, also had dreams and desires um, that I knew God had put in my heart and also, you know, fulfilling them at the time, but just trying to learn how to balance those things. And I think you and your message of, about making God the CEO of your business was so important. And you weren't a mom at the time or a wife yet, but you were still able to speak to me in, even in that season. And so to see you grow now as like a businesswoman and a wife, a mother, um, seeing those things is super inspiring. So can you tell people just a little bit of background about like who you are and your reach and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I got into entrepreneurship in 2015. I was fresh out of undergrad. I had like four jobs within the first year of graduating. Every time I got somewhere, I felt that I was too big for the position that I was Mm. in. I had all these ideas and things that I wanted to do. And so whenever a job didn't seem to be going well, I would get another one. So I went through that to the point where I had four Mm. jobs within the first year. And I was like, okay, this is not the job. This is me. And at that time, I wasn't, I was a Christian. I was saved, but I wasn't saved, saved, as I say. So I was Mm -hmm. still, I I was saved in a sense where I had confessed that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I believed that, but I wasn't living righteously. And so um, at that time, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I was exposed to entrepreneurship early on. My mother was in a network marketing company and she was very successful at the top of the company. And so I was exposed to the freedom of entrepreneurship, freedom financially, freedom as mm-hmm. well as freedom of your time. If I was in school and I was faking sick or really sick, I could call my mom and she had the freedom of her time to be able to come and pick me up. Pick up. Mm-hmm. And so another huge part of my dissatisfaction in these roles was I didn't like to ask for permission to do things that I wanted to do. I didn't want to put in a request for leave and they tell me no. <laughs> I was one of those people, if you see yeah. on Instagram where folks be like, they, they're denied, uh, or their request for leave was denied and they're already at the airport. That was me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I see that. I see that. She was like, I found that. Yes, get it, get it, get it. Savage. That's me. That's me 
I'm already on the beach. Like, what you, what you mean? This <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang, dang, for real. Oh, that sucks. My bad. I'm, I'm still here though. Like, exactly. And I was like, well, if you fire me, I'll get another job. So that was right. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and so I had quickly realized that I needed to do something else, that the nine to five life just isn't panning out for me. And so yeah. the first thing that I did was I started a youth program. So my first place to go with, okay, what business do I start was, what am I passionate about? And so I was very passionate about uh, the next generation of teen girls. And I wanted to be mm-hmm. to teen girls who I needed in my teenage years. And so I created a program. I decided to do it as a for-profit as opposed to a nonprofit because nonprofit comes with a whole new uh responsibilities and things that you have to keep up with also it's not a business it's the public owns the nonprofit technically not in like that concept I wanted to own the company and so I decided to do it as a for-profit and um I got into that we were really successful really quick so I got into a school and I stayed in that school about two years and I did my program in the school and I, I loved it. Our data was showing that the girls' uh, test scores were increasing. They were, uh, their attendance was increasing. I built a great relationship with a lot of the girls, but I got to a point where I liked the work, but I didn't like the business. I was, mm. I was tired of pitching schools and organizations on the program. I also didn't like the pay structure because most of the time you get paid on like a net 30, 60, 90. So I got to wait yeah. to get my mm, check. To get your right. money. Yeah. Gotta, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't really like that. And so I said, you know, I have to find something else and then I'll come back to this more so from the philanthropic aspect. Mm-hmm. And so and how old, and how, old are, how old were you around this time? What was uh, your age? Maybe 23, 24. 23. Girl, young, young and a boss, young and a boss. Okay. (laughs) Nothing new. Okay. But yes. I've always been fearless in the sense of if I want to do something, I've always had just that mm. I'm going to just figure it out. And so um, once I realized that I didn't want to do this as a business, I get into my head about, okay, so what can I do as the business? And so I decided that I was going to start a coaching and consulting business where I was going to help entrepreneurs build brands because I was very good at that. I built my program up and we got really far really quick. I was uh, voted at top 30 under 30 in the D.C. area. I'm at the uh, Ciroc House in D.C. with all of the movers and shakers in the area. So really quick we were able to get traction. And so I was like, okay, I'm really good at this whole building a brand and marketing thing. So let me do Mm. this for other entrepreneurs. And so I went to build that business. As I was doing that, I was thinking, okay, what is going to be the best way to market this? I have to still build a brand for myself online. That way, if I pivot again or whatever I decide to do, I'll have this central place of people who are buying into my belief systems and what I have to offer. And that's where podcasting came in because I said, okay, how am I going to build a brand online? So I started looking at the different ways to do that. At the time, building a brand on social media was really big, specifically brand. And so I was like, uh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to live my life with my phone in my face. I'm a very private person to where I don't think everything is everybody's business. Yes. And I didn't want to lock myself into a brand that I had to constantly perform or, or box myself in in any type of, of way. Yeah. And I also mm-hmm. don't like the photo shoots and the videos. Like I keep updating. Yes. When it, when it's necessary, when it's necessary, it's annoying. It's like, no, like, I don't want to do that when I feel like it. I want to pop out when I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I knew that wasn't the space. I'm like, okay, where else and how else can I build this online platform? And at the time, podcasting was super new. It still is. Yeah. And I've always been a visionary to where I can see where something is going. And so I saw podcasts and I'm like, okay, everybody seems to be going towards podcasting. I had just yeah. started listening to, to them and I didn't know, none of my friends listened to podcasts. And mm. so the people, and some people start coming to me and be like, what podcast are you listening to? So I realized that, but between like real life as well as research that my target audience was actively searching for podcasts and podcasting was a very new platform. People at that time, blogging was it. Yeah. So in addition to social media, blogging was it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I did the blog thing in college. I'm not trying to keep that up with all that writing. I'd rather just talk. So I was like, okay, podcasting is going to be it. My audience is moving there. I see this being the future of content based off of just the freedom that you have. Like podcasting is algorithm free. You, uh, the reach is amazing. And so I was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. And so, and also I knew that podcasting would be a great platform for me to market my emerging coaching business. So I said, this yeah. is my thing. I'm building this business and I'm going to take these po- this podcast um, and I'm going to turn my listeners into customers. So that was the plan. And that's how I got started into podcasting. And it wasn't, I had a co-host, it wasn't called Blessed and Bossed Up at that time. Yeah. But during that time, that's when I got saved, saved. So on the back end, I was growing my relationship with God. I was still of the mindset that faith and business were supposed to be separate. So I wasn't yeah. about God on the podcast or anything like that. We were talking about the journey of entrepreneurship because I felt that a lot of people get to a certain level of success and then they get to the point where it's like, okay, here are the five ways you can be successful like me. But I wanted to hear, listen to somebody who was in the trenches, figuring it out at step one and step two. And so I decided to create because I couldn't find it. <laughs> yes. You know, every time you, t- every time, like I'm thinking about like the Mill Mom podcast, right? Because this, even this podcast started off just me, right? And then last season it was me and Jamika. And this season it's me, Jessica and, J- and Jamika. And like, we have such a dynamic this season. And I think about your story often about how like you went through the, you were, you had a, co- a co-host and then you dropped off with the co-host then you were getting saved at the back end. And like, you were in the trenches and like, that's who you really wanted to speak to at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just that story, like always inspires me. Like I'm like looking at what God is doing, like right now, I'm like, oh my God, like our dynamic is just so representative of like the growth, you know? And by the way, this podcast wouldn't be here without your program, girl. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so after, um, as I was getting saved on the back end, I yeah. was I started to realize like, oh, well, when I'm reading the Bible, it tells me that he has plans for me. It tells me that he establishes my plans. It tells me that he knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb. So why it wasn't click, it wasn't clicking to me why the two needed to be separate. Separate, I began to just grow deeper in my understanding of the word and grow deeper in my prayer life. I started to realize that they weren't supposed to be separate. Now, the hard part came in when not only were they not supposed to be separate, but I was supposed to talk about it because this is like my journey. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be on the podcast talking about that. This yes. And so when, when God started giving me instructions to change the show and all of that, that's when things got uh, very difficult, but I was obedient nonetheless. And 
fast forward to today, Anchor Media has been birthed from that. And this is uh, my media company where we uh, produce um, and grow podcasts. My podcast has grown. We reach hundreds of somethings of thousands of people every single uh, month and advertisers left and right and books and journals and programs and all of that has come from it. Um, but yeah, that's the, the long but shorter Short. <laughs> version of how I got here. <laughs> yes, yes. Jamika, did you have anything to ask her? Go right. so, sis. Hunty, you didn't ran us the facts oh, and I am like yeah. on fire turned up. It's really just like this black girl magic moment. I'm just smiling like I've been there the whole time. I've just been <laughs> listening. <laughs> But when I tell you, yes, when I tell you, sis has been sharing her story in the trenches. Y'all listen to Bless and Boss Up and start from the beginning because it takes so much vulnerability and just faith to be real about where you're at. Because we love this whole like imposter syndrome, especially millennials, honey, with that popcorn mindset that we have. So to be under 30 and to be so vulnerable, but also to be like, I'm doing this because God told me to do. I see a couple facts, but not really enough to move on it. Like, can we get into that? So the question that kept burning inside of me was now sis is a mom. Okay. This is a wife. And these things take attention and responsibility. I don't know why people think (laughs) that it's just the kids. The husband, okay, okay, so more attention once the baby comes. So knowing that you have been somebody that's always been on fire, like I know all of us chatting up right now are like type A, I see it, I get it, I want it, I go for it. But now we have these blessings attached to us, you know, the kids and the husband. So it's not always, oh, what I want, I jump and I go. It's like, no, I got to chat it up with God, chat it up with my leader, my husband. And then I got to make sure things work out. So my child is taken care of. So what has changed in your system or even your mindset or the way you surrender, the way you pray when it comes to still receiving the vision God gives you, but taking action on that thing, being considerate that family is first. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, (laughs) one thing that I appreciate about my journey before getting married and before having a child was that I learned what living life for God looks like in the sense of I've, I learned that, okay, God is going to give me something that doesn't make sense. I have the choice if I'm going to mm. listen or not, because you have mentioned like, you know, somebody that's on fire. I'm not on fire all the time at all, yeah. <laughs> at all by any means, but one thing that I try to do is make sure that my decision-making is in alignment with obedience. And I don't have to be excited about it. I just need to do it. And so um, with my journey, God has shown me so many times the result of saying yes to him. So where saying yes, the yeses are bigger, but the the faith is big Mm. enough to match the yes, because I've seen the fruit Mm. of that already. And so I just continue to put my hope and my trust in him. So when I got married, honestly, getting married wasn't the wasn't a hard season because I chose who I needed to choose to where I can easily follow my husband because I know that he's following God. Okay. And so it's not as hard with that. But with the difficulty, it, it really came in when it comes to uh, my son. Because getting pregnant wasn't easy for me. My whole birth experience was traumatic. 
And I, I was very frustrated in that, um, especially because my business was growing a lot mm. at the time. Um, I went from it just being me to having a team that I'm now responsible for, going on maternity leave and trusting people that are not me to continue to, to grow this company with my hands actually being off the steering wheel. It was very yeah. hard. And so one thing that I really had to do was block out a lot of noise. And what that looks like was getting off social media, um, getting something that I also had to do was I cut out a lot of sermons and I don't follow or listen to a lot of uh, inspirational or preacher people. I have to just get to the foundation of the Bible. Like I had to get tunnel vision in a sense where God, I want to hear you. I don't want to hear your yeah. word filter through right. somebody else's experience. I don't want to hear what yeah. I should Going based off of what's trending. I didn't know I was supposed to be here and you got me here. So that I got to reconnect with you, not just for the business, but for this family too. And so I just had to, to practice. And one thing I did was I always took myself back to that moment where I got saved, Say there was a moment in my closet where I realized that God was requiring more for me. And I made mm -hmm. a decision. I said, well, God, you know, I'm a, I, I, I can do the things I set my mind to. The reason why I haven't lived for you yet is because I haven't set my mind to it enough and I haven't been passionate yeah. excited about doing that. And so and in that prayer, I say, well, God, if you light a fire on the inside of me for you, I promise you I won't turn back. And that was like 2017. And so whenever it gets to these periods in my life, I go back to that decision to where it may not feel good. I may not yeah. understand what's going on. It may seem like everything is just all over the place, but I decided and I made that pact with God in my closet. I have to keep up my end of the bargain. And so that's where I always go back to. And with my son, even now, I get frustrated sometimes because I'm like, oh, I should be doing this. So I should be doing more. And one time yeah. recently, I went on a walk and I was just walking and praying. And I was like, God, like, I want to do this and I want to do that. Or I feel like he should be doing this or doing that. And God was just like, no just like I got you, just like I've gotten you into this point. I have him too. Just like yes. you before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew him before I formed you and formed him in yours. So continue to just seek me. Relax. Take a chill pill and yeah. trust me. And so I have these moments where I pull myself back together when that inner hustler tries to come up or that type yeah. A tries to take back control of the right. thing I surrender I have to pull myself up like Tatum so what are you going to do yeah. you want to allow this to stress you out because when you stress you no good for nobody you snappy with your <laughs> husband. you're not patient with your child like you're not patient with it in a way that you need to be are you going yeah. to not or are you not and that self that self-accountability has been just huge for me in this transitional period yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us about like the experiences that you like had to go through to like, I guess, because let me run this back in your podcast. You talk a lot about just the the things that people can't see and like the character development and the things that God is doing in the back end. So can you tell us like a little bit more about like those experiences, what that was like, the waiting season that you had to have. Um, also, like when you started, you <laughs> I love the story when you got rid of your coaching business and, and you had to like be cleaning toilets and like doing all that extra stuff. And, um, I, I love that story too, because it kind of relates to the season, not this, 
kind of relates to the season that we're in because, you know, we're starting our businesses and things while we're moms, right? So we didn't have these things prior to. And so a lot of it for us is like, we're going through a lot of pruning right now. We're going through a lot of like waiting and, you know, allowing God to um, provide different things for us. Um, And every time I, I like think, I'm telling you, girl, you, you might as well. I, I ain't gonna lie. You might as well raise your girl. But like, I tell you when I hear that story about, you know, I was cleaning toilets and I had to wait da, 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 and like, you're doing it. You were doing it God's way. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, tell us about that story. Tell the people about that story. I love that. Yeah. So that was back. That was when I had my youth program still. Yeah. And I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur. I ain't know what that looked like. Yeah. <laughs> so my mother, she was a network marketing, but when you're a network marketing, the foundation is already laid. You just have to work the system that's given to you. When you yeah. start business from scratch, you have to create the system and you have to create one that works. So that means you're creating and dismantling and creating and dismantling uh, yeah. until you get one that works. And so um, I had hired a business coach at that time. And she specialized in taking people from uh, employees to full-time entrepreneurs. I couldn't afford her. And so I was like, okay, what can I do to make more money? I was living on my own in Alexandria, Virginia, which is expensive. And Um, I was like, oh yeah, it is. I want to figure this out. So I cut my grocery budget. I I was living off spaghetti, PB&J, oodles and noodles, anything cheap. I started taking a train instead of driving. Um, And then I started cleaning buildings. So my mother... My parents also own a uh, commercial cleaning business. And I'm like, hey, I need a, a part-time job because I need money for this business coach. And so my mom was like, all right, well, we got these medical buildings. You can do that. I said, cool. So I would leave work, go to do my youth programming and drive to the medical buildings and pick up all types of disgusting things. Listen, this is that young 20s energy. This is that young 20s energy. Because I'm, so I'm like, before, like thinking mm-hmm. about it, the dog, when I was 24, I had like four, four or five jobs. I was like, how did I even do that? I don't know, bruh. But like you talking about you cleaning the toilets and going to the youth program. I'm like, child, Woo, so my back. <laughs> from. But when, so after I did the youth program and I decided to transition at this time, I was, uh, I ended up quitting my job working for myself full-time and um, I have my coaching business. And this is when I got saved, saved. So then in the midst of God giving me instructions and me deciding if I was going to be obedient, he told me to shut down the coaching business. And so the coaching business was at a point where it was finally making money. Like I was getting clients, my clients were seeing results. Like we were on the up and up. So then God says, shut it down. This was after he told me to change the podcast and he told me to shut down the business. So I had to decide what you gonna do you gonna are you gonna keep doing what you want to do and I keep going back to that moment where I said that I was going to be about this life so I have to follow through I have to at the bare minimum I want to be somebody who does what they say they want to do like we don't even have to over spiritualize it I just want to be a person of integrity so if I told God that this is what I was going to do I have to follow through and so I shut down the uh, business and so that left me with no income for at least a year and a half during that time, it was, I had no, I mean, no job. So all I had yeah. was every day with me and my thoughts. If I pull out my prayer journal at that time, it was all these things I thought I heard God say. And then the time came and went that those things didn't happen. It was all of these plans that I wrote down that it was, this was going to be when it was going to turn around. Those things never happened. And so during that period, 
it was stressful. I remember sometimes I would talk to my, were we engaged? I don't remember if we were engaged yet. Well, half of that season we were engaged. So this was like a year and a half. So during that season, we got engaged and legally married, but this was before the wedding. And so um, I was like, man, can we just go for a walk? Like, I just want some fresh air. Cause at this, yeah. I, that's all I can afford. Like I can't afford <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can breathe air. Oh, that was good. All right. All right. That's all I had. So we would just get and I and I remember I would tell him, like, man, I'm I'm just so unhappy. I didn't know that following God was going to make me this unhappy. Why does obedience mm. feel so bad? And it was just like just so stressful and so tough so many bills piling up and I think at the second part of that period we were planning for the wedding like I'm not even mm. able to contribute for things that I want to contribute for and it was just frustrating and it was is no way to describe it other than it was frustrating I was yeah. sad almost every day and I came across a scripture during that time that was saying that said don't worry about tomorrow today has enough trouble of its own and yeah. so that's when I just started to take things day by day my yeah. goal for today is to make it to the end of the day and that was it. Yeah. During that time, I, I read a lot of books. Um, I read my Bible a lot. Uh, one of my favorite books during that season was uh, The Power of Speaking God's Word by Joyce Meyer. And it's pretty much like a little index of scriptures. So where yeah. you can say, I'm feeling sad. And you can go to a mm -hmm. chapter of scriptures that speak against that. And so I would spend a lot of time identifying my feelings, finding scriptures to speak against those things. I would spend time yes. reading the word and understanding. And so it felt like I wasn't doing anything. Faith can sometimes feel unproductive. But at that time, what God was training me for was the ability to learn, understand so that I can apply his word. Also, mm. I keep provided for me. I never went without anything. Mm. I may not mm. have been able to get my nails and hair done and be fly the way that I wanted to, but yeah. I car didn't go repossess you know my lights didn't go off and so yeah. trusting god may not have been it may not have had excess but it had security and it had safety and i was able to find comfort in that so now as god has began to elevate me yeah i can think back to that season to where my success doesn't define me because even when i had nothing i was still I was still uh, pleasing God because I was obedient to him. And so he was able to really rework my mindset because at that point I had this vision board with this house of Potomac, this white Porsche Panamera, <laughs> all of these different things of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to have. And God was like, but that's not success. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I did was I, I um, mm. studied Jeremiah and he was like, Jeremiah was successful because Jeremiah obeyed me. They were trying to kill him. He was getting persecuted. Nobody wanted to hear what he had to say, but he was successful because he was obedient. And so before yes. God blessed me with the success, he had to make sure that my motives were correct. And so mm -hmm. that season, it may not have, it may not look good in a post, but God was, was in my character. And that's mm -hmm. the character that sustains me to this day. day yep. Even when that season ended, it was so crazy. When that season ended, I was fasting with a good friend of mine and we were fasting on behalf of her business and she was hiring some people or something and uh, she wanted me to fast and pray with her. So I did. And actually she didn't want me to fast. She was talking about, it. I said, well, we need to fast. You know, some things only happen through prayer and fasting. So mm -hmm. we need to fast to figure out what's going on. 
at the end of that fasting day, he revealed some things to her, but he gave me the whole blueprint for Anchor Media. And it's so funny because wow. things that were in my prayer journal from the year and a half of that waiting season were, th- were bits and pieces that he brought all together to make sense. Within that first, let me, this is how amazing God is. Soon as he gave me the blueprint to anchor media, I always ask God when, because I don't want to move outside of his timing. I'm like, okay, well, when am I doing something with this? He said, go. Hmm. That same week, I got a, a, a email from a company that uh, finds advertisers for podcasts. Joined, uh, partnered with this company. Hmm. Blessed and Bossed Up had sponsor after sponsor after sponsor within that first week. We introduced our retreats for Anchor Media. That one of the one we were going to do sold out within a couple of days. We sold out so fast. I said, "Well, let's see if we can do another one." So we planned another one for a few weeks after that one. Sold it was out. lit. It was lit. It was lit. Yep. In the Shout out to that retreat. <laughs> in the midst of that, I was on tour, so I'm going on tour. Yes. Different oh, yes. Places mm-hmm. That I had no clue what they was going to get paid for. It's crazy. And so that would that's six months, the year, the first half of the year wow. in a waiting season. The second half of the year, we accumulated over six figures just by doing what God said. And so that season, I was like, what is going on? But I'm going to obey. But when God said go, he he just escalated it so fast. You know, and it is that same time I told you I was having issues with getting pregnant. That same time I also got pregnant within that six months. There was nothing that I asked God for during that now, wait season or that I cried about that He didn't give me in those second six months. Now, Tatum, for those who don't know, could you break down what exactly happened in those six months, including what you just mentioned with you getting pregnant, but also with your projects too? Yeah, absolutely. So at that time, when my waiting season started, which was I'm trying to think of the year. I think it was 28 to no I changed the podcast at the end of 2017 so let's say the waiting season started in 2018 let's just start with 2018 okay. during that time I had put out a prayer journal so I asked God like okay what am I doing one instruction I got was to do a prayer journal it's called the God is my CEO prayer journal mm-hmm. that year he also told me to put out the book it's called blessed and bossed up so I did the, the prayer journal released it I did the book and released that they did good at first, but you know, okay. hype dies down. So that wasn't sustainable, but it did good initially. And so that left me with, that was maybe at the top, like February or so for the journal and then like August for the book. And at this time you're married, you're pregnant, you're also, you're releasing no, these things. So I'll give you the date. So in 2018 okay. um, was when I got married legally. So my husband and I's wedding was six months after the, uh, we got married. So um, the prayer journal was in February. We got legally married in July. The book came out in August of 2018. So I wasn't making, this was still waiting season. So I wasn't doing much. Then at the end of 2018, God says, I want you to go on tour for the podcast. Got it. I'm like, okay, what? (laughs) How are we going to do that? Like, you know, we're signing, we're signing um, contracts for hotels with no money. Mm. Uh, I got a book flight. He told me to bring Kavaya, who now now do a lot of things with. Um, he said to bring her with me. So I got to pay for me, her. I don't go nowhere without my husband. So I got to pay for him. <laughs> and okay. so, you got to be covered but, all the time. <laughs> so like, how is this going to happen? 
we so during that time i was like god you gonna have to make this happen because we don't have the money to be going on nobody's tour how are we gonna pay for hotels for all these people like yeah. what? and so i said well take them so what you gonna do you gonna do what he said or are you not you can't meet you cannot meet god's assignment with your humanity you have to meet it with faith and so i said well god if conf if faith is confidence in things hoped for and assurance in things not seen that means in order for me to be the person of faith that I say I am, I have to act as if I believe you're going to do what you say you're right. going to do. And so I said, okay, fine. We're going to plan this tour. That was at the end of 2018. I called Kavai. I'm like, look, we barely knew each other. I said, okay, check this out. God said to go on tour. He said to take you. You try to go. <laughs> <laughs> you you try to come or not? <laughs> <laughs> that's literally i hit up jessica jessica you want to come do season three <laughs> so she was like i mean okay so so she ended up going and, uh, <laughs> she so obeyed right end of 2018 that, that we decided to do it so then we start planning for the tour signing contracts we had an event planner who's actually my husband's best friend's wife she she helped us plan it for free so I'm like, yes, you know, now we got somebody to help organize it. Um, and then the tour kicked off in March. Still not, you know, the hype of the book and journal been died down. Still don't have any money. Don't know how we're getting to these places, but we were able to. Um, so that was, it started in March. I almost didn't go on the tour because I had a miscarriage at that same time. Mm. And I'm so mad. Like, God, how am I supposed to go? on this like how am I supposed to pour into these people and what yeah. felt like the extra sting was my first message on the first stop of the tour was supernatural delivery and mm. that was so you mean to tell me I gotta also go and talk to these women about how to birth things when I've been believing in you to birth physically some things in me and, and in the business wow. that's not going on I was so, I almost didn't go. I called somebody who's like a spiritual uh, covering for me. And I'm like, look, I don't think I'm going to do this. Cause this is, I'm now mad. This is not making any sense. And mm -hmm. I keep doing all this stuff in faith, but here we are a year later. What is this adding up to? And so Girl. she was like, and she knew what I was going through. So she was like, well, you know what Tatum, if you feel like you need to push it back or wait, then do what you have to do so that you can be okay. But after I got off the phone, I said, I can't because I told God that if he lit a fire inside of me, I wasn't going to turn my back. So I cannot not do what I say I'm going to do. If this yeah. God put all his faith in is who he says he is, he has to come through for me. And yeah. so we went on the tour. After the tour, uh, the tour expanded from March to September. During that time, maybe around May was when I got the instructions for Anchor Media. So during, still during the course of the tour. And so then, what Anchor Media is? Yeah, Anchor Media is my media company where we develop and uh, produce podcasts. So Atlanta was at one of our retreats that we sold out. And so, uh, and our mission really is to spread the airwaves with good news. So I work with podcasters who have valuable things to say. I develop shows for other people uh, who have valuable things to say. And so um, that would, the tour ended in September. The day after the last stop of the tour is when I found out I was pregnant. And uh, no God said, that is lit. You obey He's me. so lit. <laughs> He's so lit, y'all. I can't. I'm turning on Okay. I, I tell you, boast on him. Okay. Cause what? God. 
He's he tiny. Said, as you obey me, I'm going to Bruh. give you guys of your heart. Of your heart. Of your heart. Stop playing with him. <laughs> I was pregnant, gave birth to my son uh, in 2020, but I, I was pregnant that time. And then maybe like a couple months later is when we passed the six figure mark. And so that's when everything really just was. Wow. Exciting. Up until that point, it was just a bunch of yeses in faith. And I didn't know what mm, that faith. things was going to add up to, but it was that second half of 2019 when everything changed. Wow. So like, you know, Tatum, like just seeing the hand of God and his faithfulness, but also seeing perseverance that's yeah. what that was I mean you're newly yeah. married faithful going through these things like I mean just the fact that you're newly married and you and your husband because this is a partnership are going on this faith journey so now let's fast forward you have a new book coming out <laughs> and so could you talk about this new book because now we're in 2021 all these things happen pre-pandemic right this is all before the pandemic happened so what has led to this new book what sparked it and what make yeah. like what made you realize that man I need some more systems? Yeah, so shoot, having a new baby, I tell you, you need some new systems. Yeah, child, child, get into it, get into it. The child, come on, you can't control what they do. <laughs> this because I am somebody who likes to figure things out. I had this mindset of like, yeah, I know it's gonna be hard, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> nothing can prepare you for the haze of motherhood like it's a beautiful haze <laughs> but beautiful. nothing can prepare you no matter you know like nothing you know so yeah, yeah. So my um so the pandemic I was still pregnant I gave birth in May 2020 so the first half of the pandemic I was cool with quarantine because I wasn't trying to go nowhere anyway I had my baby in 2022 <laughs> I was like this is perfect I don't have to turn anybody down you ain't coming I don't care who you are <laughs> with my husband like we was in here chilling but um, <laughs> and but at that time I, I got things together for my business so I was um so I hired a company to handle like all of our marketing stuff. So I didn't have to worry about that. I just focused on the baby. But after the baby was born and specifically when I got back into working, I realized like, okay, something is off here because mm -hmm. even um, after the baby, like all of the mental stuff that you go through and I had like, I would, I'm undiagnosed, but I would say that I had postpartum PTSD because mm -hmm. I had, a, a, well, what is it called? gestational hypertension or pregnancy induced mm -hmm. hypertension or, after that after so i had ended up getting a c-section i had an infection after the c-section had to stay in the hospital came home developed a postpartum preeclampsia had to go back to the hospital <gasps> and leave my baby at home with my husband and just be in the hospital for three days three four days right so because of covid yeah, because of COVID. So the COVID, baby so it's a lot harder. Yeah. My husband couldn't come back. So my mother was in the uh, hospital with me and I had the baby at home with my husband. Oh my goodness. And so I know. It that was very yeah. stressful. And so yeah. when I finally came back home, I was really just I had really high anxiety. Like, am I like am I gonna die? Am I gonna end up back in the hospital? Am I like what if I'm not here for my son? Like I had all of these things going on. Um, and so I was able to heal from that, thank God. But I realized the importance of my faith being maintained because that that perseverance mm -hmm. that got me all of that that we talked about with business was the same perseverance and commitment to God that I had in the hospital. Mm -hmm. We were in the hospital room. The nurses would come in like, 
it feels world one of nurses said it feels world uh worshiping in here because we had <laughs> we had the boom box in there with uh yeah worship music playing mm -hmm. we had both of our bibles were out so they would come in and and use the nurses who saw it and who were christian felt i guess comfortable to talk about God. And so I had nurses who spoke life to me. It was times where they would say stuff to me and I'm like, give me a couple minutes, get out. And I would go to the bathroom and like open my Bible and just go somewhere and just start reading mm. and encouraging myself. And so um, in that season, I, or that time period of being in the hospital, I learned a lot about how faith, like how important faith is and all of that stuff I told you, mm -hmm. I learned in the waiting season of, you know, learning the Bible and, and learning the word, I had to apply it. And so yeah. then when it came to coming out the hospital and now dealing with my own emotions and trauma from this experience, but then also having to care for this child and now my household, now I'm getting ready to go back to work in the business. It, it hit me really quick that I needed some type of foundation or some type of system in place that was going to allow me to do things because I had this chip on my shoulders like I had to do it all and I think as women we all often get to that point like you think in order to have it all you have to do it all and that's not true and I yeah. needed to learn the importance of trusting the people that God sends to me to do their job whether it's in my house or in my business and so um that's what I did I I, I would have these check-ins with myself and I started doing this around that time every Thursday and I would say what did I do well this week what did I get wrong how can I change what I got wrong so that I can do it better next week and not in a sense of beating myself up but just checking in being accountable and making adjustments one thing that I realized was showing up for the business and at home was a lot because with my company I have to run the company I also have to be the talent so I have yep. Run, be the CEO of the business in the day-to-day -day activity, then I have to be the talent to show up and speak and, and, and all of these things and write the books and write the, the, the devotionals. And a lot of people don't operate in both spaces. And so that was draining to me. And then mm -hmm. I have to come home and I have to be the mother. I have to be the wife. And so I was like, let me go back to what is all on my plate and what can I take off? Because <laughs> this is- Yeah. And so I went to it. I'm like, okay. I know that if I'm, I'm not going to be any good for myself or my child, if I'm just strictly a stay at home mom, like I, I knew that I'm, I knew that I was never going to be happy strictly as a stay at home, stay at home mom, or strictly as a business owner, I was going to be unfulfilled if I sacrificed one for the other. And so I looked at what I had going on. So I knew I needed childcare. So that was the first thing we decided to go the nanny route because I didn't want my child in a daycare center. I didn't want to drop them off nowhere. I wanted to know what was going on. So maybe that's a little yep. bit control. I did not want to take them anywhere. So we ended yeah. up um, hiring a nanny. Um, I'm like, okay, who gonna clean this house? Not me. So <laughs> somebody yeah. else need to come in here and do that. So we took yeah. that to the list. Even looking at the business, what can only I do in the company? And anything that can be delegated out, I started hiring people. Everybody don't have to be paid. We hired interns, um, uh, other employees, part-time, all of that. But I just started to take everything off my plate that I didn't have to do. And so that was the first thing, checking in with myself, seeing what works and what didn't work, figuring out what was all on my plate and how I could delegate it out. And also one key thing to this that because a lot of people hear that they're like, okay, well, everybody doesn't have the finances to be able to delegate so much. So even looking at the business, how can we make more money? Because in order for me to delegate the way that right. I, yep. we need to make more money. 
And so going back into the company and adjusting our offerings and our prices and all of that to be able to afford freedom because freedom <laughs> needs to be cost. Yeah, freedom <laughs> cost. And so being able to afford uh, freedom, looking at my household, what do we need to cut back on financially so that we can afford to have a full-time nanny? That's not cheap. We got to pay taxes on a uh, home. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a lot. We ain't just paying her. We paying the IRS too. Like that's a lot. So what do we yeah. need to cut back on so that we can be able to comfortably do that? And so that was some of the things I did. I just I was very present in the new the transition and in this new season of my life. And in that presence and then continuing to just check back in with God, we've been able to just organize. Mm -hmm. what, what, what would a person anticipate in finding in your new book, practically speaking? And yeah. what do you want the person to walk away with after reading your book? So my book is all about being uncompromising. The thing about being a woman who wears multiple hats is, like I said, we think we have to do everything or we think we have to get everything right. And so this book is mm -hmm. taking a new twist on that. Like it's not about finding balance. When you look at balance, in order for something to be balanced, the weight has to be evenly distributed. And so that's not realistic for the aspect <laughs> in our life. Yep. <laughs> the weight of my family is not the same as my business. They won't ever be equal. My family comes first. God comes before all. So my priorities are in check. So it's not about finding balance. It's about finding harmonies in the things that God has called me to mm. do. And so the book is all mm. about being uncompromising in the pursuit of that harmony and not beating yourself up for not having it all together, but being okay. present, relentless, and persevering and finding what harmony looks like for you. And then in the end of the book, I do provide a system. So one of, I have like pillars to total life success, which is faith, of course, um, flexibility in both time and money. So I provide a lot of productivity tips to make sure that, uh, to help women to be more uh, flexible with their time, as well as flexible financially because like we said freedom costs so we yeah. talk about that in the book another pillar is wisdom and wisdom and discipline which go together wisdom comes from god in a way that we're efficient is we have to operate in wisdom we don't need to do everything we just need to do the thing that we're supposed to do and do it well and uh, have the discipline to see through it. whatever it is that god is calling us to do and then the last pillar of total life success is wellness because you want to feel good mm -hmm have a good mindset, have, make sure your body is premium fueled to be able Come to through the things that I know you can relate to, like go about the things that God has called you to do. So I break down those different pillars and then I provide a system at the end that can be a foundation for any woman, no matter how many hats that you wear and it's customizable. to whatever it is that you have going on that you can then apply to your day-to-day day-to-day life to have everything operate in more harmony. So mm. I love the book. It's very biblically based. I think there's so much in the Bible. Not I, not enough people read it, but there's so much in the Bible. And so the book is not just my opinions, but I really do a deep dive into the Bible and the characters and the stories and the context and how this applies mm. to us today. And that is going to allow us to not only achieve this total life success, but to be doing it God's way because it's biblically based. So I'm That's excited so about good. this. Book. That's so good. I do have I like that pre-order. I, I seriously, <laughs> I have like this sparked like and one more question for me because I'm like, I'm, I know I'm asking a lot of questions, but oh, okay. go ahead, girl. Um, okay. For someone who may read this book and let's say that, you know, they are a new wife, they're a new mom, they have a one-year-old at home, and they may read this book and like, wow, Tatum is only 29, and she has so much wisdom, and they may just look at you. 
Is there a story behind how you have received so much wisdom, whether it was mentors or whether it was people around you that people just don't see? Could you talk about people who have poured into your life for you to be able to share this wisdom revelation? Yeah, so I've always been an observer. And so I think my wisdom, I've always been an old soul for one. I was just born that way. I still listen to 90s R&B like it came out yesterday. That's Jamaica. That's Jamaica. Girl, give me the stallion. Give me the stallion. I'm just playing. I'm good. <laughs> I've always been an old soul anyway, but I'm, I'm very present in everything. I'm always paying attention. Even though I kind of talk for a living, I don't speak that much in real life. I'm always like, observe mm. why did they that person do that what was the result of that I always say like if if somebody touches the stove and it's hot I don't need to touch it myself I saw that it was hot so now I can move on to what else <laughs> whatever else I was supposed to do <laughs> um but just being very present and observant has really really helped me a lot I ask questions whenever I love to be in settings with people that are smarter than me and I ask a lot of questions mm. I don't, nobody else need to ask nothing. I'm going to ask all the questions because I'm always trying to um, mm-hmm. learn. And God has always sent me people who cared for me well yeah. um, and who care for my gifts well. And even those who didn't, I didn't have the, the easiest childhood growing up, but I was able to, and even as going to therapy as an adult, God was able to just show me why some of the people who did mistreat me in my life were able to do that. And with that understanding, that gave me a lot of wisdom as well. Um, but yeah, just staying connected with people, investing in my coaching program or my coaching uh, business that I invested in to leave my job, that connected me with a lot of women who were a step ahead of me in business and so just building those relationships helped too on the business side and even on the spiritual side like joining different groups within a church that I may be in uh, and connecting with people my husband and I's premarital counselors are still in our lives to this day and so a lot of my wisdom as a, a wife and a new mom and a business owner I can call her and be like he getting on my nerves. Da, 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 da. So, <laughs> let me get it all out and go home. <laughs> and Love it. Tell me, you know, be able to hear me and let me unpack, but then also redirect me on a path that I need to be. So God has really helped place great people in my life. Um, so that being observant and then also reading the word, man, there's so much in the Bible. It's so much. It's so much if you read it and wisdom ultimately uh, comes from God. So that, and of course, life experience, I would say contributed. Mm, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that welcome. was good. Yeah, yeah was that really was necessary. Good. Something that I always love when I'm listening to uh, the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is you never push. We hear this on a lot of other platforms and influencers or whatever titles that people have, but like business coaches where they're always pushing social media. You do not push social media. Very, like and very, I, barely, very, very, like very rarely. It's I like, mean, follow she, me on Instagram. All yeah, right. but <laughs> even if so, like, you know, especially as millennial anything like whatever you're doing in this day and age it's always like oh well what's your social media well what are you posting do the people know I have I can count like how many times I've even heard you mention your own social media handles and so I am so blessed when I listen to you speak and how rooted you are in just God's promises and something that you always see is I you always say is I can't unsee what he's done 
yeah. you know, I can't <laughs> like, So at this point, I get what the world is telling us, but really being rooted in what God is telling us. So what are some scriptures like what I like? I call it a battle plan. Like what are scriptures and promises you apply to attack and address those things that are trendy of this world or really just not what your spirit is telling you you need to be need to be a part of to be successful? Um, the biggest thing I do is I put controls in place. I, I know myself very well. And that's a part of, uh, that's a part of wisdom too, is self-awareness. I always say self-awareness is a key to success. I know myself very well. And I know that if I hear something that sounds like a good idea, I'm going to figure that thing out. So I know when, uh-oh, my inner hustler has been activated. Abort, yeah. abort, abort. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, yes. Abort, abort. For real, like recognizing that flash. Cause sometimes yeah. we'll be like, oh no, that's that's the spirit speaking to me. You know, we be quick to be like, if it's good, it's God. But it's like, but is no, it fruitful? Right. Cause I fruit and good are two different things. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything that's good is is not God, and every, yeah. everything feels good is not God. And there we go. Feels bad is not the enemy that part because he prunes right he said if you abide in me and that's one of the scriptures i love if you abide in me and i abide in you you'll bear much fruit and i'll prune you so you'll bear even more fruit so whenever i feel like i'm being pruned i think well i'm gonna bear more fruit because that's what he says when i think Mm. i should do something he said he will make our name great and that's back in genesis so it's not going to be the followers it's not going to be the listeners not going to be the people my elevation comes from god and i'm proven like I've been faithful to God. I remember even in that that uh, waiting season, I kept a spreadsheet at one point of situations that came up that offered me money. That spreadsheet got to at least $10,000. I had no money. So I was mm. like, well, God, if I turn this down, because it's here, saved in my Google Drive. If I turn this down, you have to come through for me. But I even think about that. Like God, I can't, like, like you said, I can't unsee what he's done and so if my inner hustler is activated and he says i pull myself up what are you doing is this what god has you doing every opportunity ain't for you you don't got to work as hard because you have the all-knowing that goes before you make crooked path straight come on i can go to sleep at night and he's still working on my behalf yeah come on i don't i don't have to like and i think that's a a, something i have to always bring myself back to i didn't get me here I won't sustain and I won't get me there. And that, um, in addition to, I have, I'm very present in my real life. (laughs) And and I think that's something a lot of people miss these days because we get caught up in being so in social media and stuff like that. But I love to cook my son's food from scratch and watch his reaction when he has something, something new. Like, I love to annoy my husband if we're both home. I like that. And I keep people around me who know me for real, for real. I have mm. friends, been friends for 10, 15 years where they know me. And so that helps keep me grounded too, because I have people in my life who know me for real. I have uh, a lot of blessings to be present for. And one thing that God reminded me of uh, recently, I was on another walk and I was just frustrated because I got to the point now where I've been kind of anxious and really having to tame my inner hustler more because I want more. I'm like, okay, God, yeah. you got me here, but I want more now. Like I, I want 
the six figures is cool. I want mm. the millions though. Like I, me being self-employed is fine, but I want my husband to be self-employed too. Cause he works in my company as well. So I'm like, I want him to be full-time in his role in the company, as well as, um, what he, what you have him build it. And so I've been trying to figure it out, but I have to pull myself up again. It's not for yeah. you to figure out. And one thing he reminded me of, and it was a lesson for me that I'm going to keep with me is to be present in the miracles that's happening right in front of you. And so my, my grandmother, wow, she was diagnosed with cancer back in March. So she was totally healthy. Mm-hmm. She was uh, helping me with my son. We feel like the first eight months of his life, she was totally healthy. Um, no health issues. She said the last time she was in the hospital was when my aunt was born, which was like 50 something years ago. So no health issues. One day she's fine. The next day, stage four thyroid cancer. And they say with that type of cancer, you only have three months to live. She was in, like, it was just so devastating for us. But I watched God take her from being incoherent to not needing a walker, to not needing oxygen, to all of the tumors shrinking, to her being in her right mind, a sound body. I've watched the miracle in real life. So you can't tell me, so I, you can't tell me that this little stuff I'm believing in God for and like, he's not going to show up for me. So the miracles in my, and that's why I keep talking about being present. Cause when you're present in your real life, you can see the little ways that God is working that you may overlook because you're so uh, engulfed in what you want next or engulfed in what somebody is doing on social media. If you just are present in the, in the present, <laughs> then that will sustain you to whatever it is he has for you next. So for me is I use scriptures as necessary because, you know, I have scriptures that come to my head and certain emotions pop up. But the biggest thing that really helps me is to be present in those miracles in the day to day. My bad. Ooh, I- <laughs> Amen. Amen. Y'all don't, God is a miracle worker. Yeah. We, we gonna put that on that. Yes, for that's sure. I mean, that's his business, miracles. That, but we got to be present, is. you know. He's not going to scream about them. He's not going to throw them in your face. Like, he's a gentle gentleman, but he's a big guy, you know. So, that blesses yeah. me. So, one last question before we, because we got to wrap it up. I, I'm <laughs> respectful for your time. One last question, though. How do you know when the inner hustler is coming out? And when it's like, I'm motivated, I'm in my zone and, you know, I'm going because I feel like sometimes it can be confusing. You know, for me, I'm like, is this an inner hustler or is God really trying to like propel me forward? So like, do I need to step back? And sometimes I feel myself stepping back and I'm like, am I supposed to step back? Is this, you know, am I getting out of the will of God? So how do you differentiate that? Well, that's why a relationship with God is so important. One that is just continual. I I think the Bible tells us to meditate on the word day and night so that we can be able to decipher certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, if it's your inner hustler, you know, if it's God, when you have that relationship to know what is the plan that he has for you. So Mm -hmm. even for, for me, I, my inner hustler is me trying to figure something out as opposed to me acting on what I was told told okay got and it so that's that's a huge thing even with planning in my business at the end of the year I always take a break I go to God what's the plan what are we doing for the next year I'm not even about to play myself figuring out goals and all that what are we doing next year 
God will say, okay, this is what your focus is. This is what you need to do. I remember last year, God said, focus on building your uh, HR stuff. And I was like, okay. Mm. So we worked on getting our employee handbook. A lot of our, uh, we had like an HR system now and all of these things. I didn't know I was going to be hiring four people (laughs) within a a year. And so he always prepares us for what's to come. The Bible says the vision is for an appointed time and it won't be with, it it will be without delay. It says mm, the season for everything under the sun. And so the way we're able to decipher those seasons is by staying connected with God. It also says that he will do the establishing. So we will be foolish to try to establish things ourselves. We just have to stay connected to him and abide in him and continue to seek him. And he'll tell us what to do. So the key thing is, if you're acting on your inner hustler or not, is if you're doing what you're told or if you're you're you do. doing what you think you should do. Mm, that's so good. Jacket. That's so good. Yes. Tatum, we enjoyed this so much. Like, so edifying this conversation so and yeah I'm just excited for what's to come for you you just you just released a 90-day devotional for business meetings with God can you tell us about that real real quick let let them know this devotional has been written for a while and so I'm glad that it's finally out um business meeting with God is the 90-day devotional for faith-based entrepreneurs so I talk a lot about seeking God on behalf of your business but some people just need tools they need a guide and I believe it's one of the things that God has called me to create especially with the blessed and bossed up platform is to be a, a resource to help people connect these dots and so with this um devotional there is a passage of text there are scriptures and then there's like a little agenda where you can write the date and most of them have an assignment. So I'll say in your prayer time, ask God, what are some things that you need to do in uh, your family or whatever? And then you, the, what I would want you to do is go into your prayer time and ask God those things and just write down what you hear, write down what he reveals. So I'm very proud of this devotional and I'm very passionate about helping women build up these kingdom businesses. businesses um, yep. There's too many, there's too many people who die full and I don't want to do that. And I want to encourage other people to just birth out what God has placed on the inside of them and give them the tools to make it a little bit easier. Yes. And I'm excited about the challenge with the society. I mean, by the time this releases, it would have been over and done with, but (laughs) yeah, so I'm excited about that. And last but not least, plug in your social medias that you barely ever plug in. Go ahead and plug them in. (laughs) Plug them in, sis. Where can we find you? My team has to tell me, like, can you tell people to follow you? (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. You can follow the podcast, Blessed and Bossed Up. Anchored Media is anchored.media, but me on everything is Tatum Tamia. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. And just like that, you, y'all follow her and don't forget to follow us as well on our individual accounts. It'll be in the show notes. Everything that Tatum has to offer will also be in the show notes as well. And you can also follow the mill mom at the mill mom on YouTube and on Instagram y'all. So that wraps up another awesome episode. Thank you so much Tatum for joining us. Y'all we gonna talk to y'all next week. Peace.